And it's a beautiful day to have a beautiful day. GM, GM. On this beautiful day. Good morning to everyone. With Barocco Sepemando. Tune in live at 10:30. And it's all on road radio. It's a beautiful day to have a beautiful day. GM, GM. Yo, 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 what up, what up? Good morning, good morning, GMGM. Monday, April 17th, 2023. Look at that. Another beautiful day to have a beautiful day. I got my co host in the house, Ovi Mando. What's up, y'all? How y'all doing? GM, guys. Welcome, uh, welcome to the GM show. <laughs> Shut up. Someone said you look taller today. I'm dead. I love when it's your own holders, you guys, that dunk on y'all. I think it's hilarious. Mando, <laughs> how are you feeling, Mando? <laughs> I'm good. Just a normal height. Happy with it. In my oh. name, moisturized. I'm, oh. I'm happy with my height, too. <laughs> Fuck with you, Mando. Mando's like, not today. I mean, on the last show, Mando rage quit completely. And he didn't speak to us for two days straight. <laughs> so not, true. not true. Just wasn't going to come back onto the show to be laughed at for another 10 minutes. <laughs> I love how if that had happened to me at the start of the show, you guys would just be pissing yourself laughing. <laughs> and yet this time you're being all sincere, like, oh, maybe it's this cable or maybe it's that cable. <laughs> I just want to say the red guys are dunking on you, but the face of Web3 holders are asking you to stay on and not leave. I just want to point that out. Uh, but um, what happened I'm not- after I left as well? I, I saw some like weird posts being sent out. I know. Oh, you guys definitely oh, said yeah. some stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, Obi said that I made him feel good. Um, okay. And he looked at me and he was like, you make me feel good. And then like... And you weren't there, and like we didn't want to like upset you because we know you get a little jealous when Ovi and I get really like lovey dovey and stuff. And so you it's know, a love triangle at this stage. It is a love triangle, but I'm the mistress, right? Like I'm like that, you know, because you guys have been doing your thing for like ten years, like best friends, like came out of left field. So I'm kind of like, you know, I get it, I get, I get, it. I get my position, uh, and so I respect it as well. So you know, sometimes I have to respect the boundaries that you guys have set for each other, but sometimes I don't have to, right? Uh, like on a Monday night and off the record with Ovi. Uh, but okay, <laughs> um, but <laughs> no one pissed Mando off today, please. <laughs> There's only one thing that pisses me off, and that's, and that's audio issues. I love that. Someone said, uh, "Evr said, I, someone, lo- we love the OSF." LOL, I met Mando. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> the side piece. <laughs> Can't be the man without Mando. <laughs> oh man, this morning's chat's already got me dying laughing. Oh my God, it is hot in here. Let me tell you something. How, how was that final day or final day and a half that you guys were there? Um, It was fun. I mean, the whole trip. You mentioned the Adidas good. party, GQ. How, how was that? Oh, you were. Oh, it was on Thursday night, you mean? I left Thursday night. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was great. That was impressive. Like the last two days were like really, like really impressive. Um, The Adidas party I thought was really fun uh, inside the flagship store. I thought it was really cool. Though, if you hear us, King States, maybe turn the lights down a little bit next time. And then, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, it was sick. It was super cool. Like, I love these things. It reminded me two years ago, two NFT NYCs ago, there was a party inside of the Dolce & Gabbana, like, flagship store on 5th. And I was like, whoa, this is crazy. Like, they shut down the whole store for this. And, like, I thought it was pretty cool. 
Um, and then Adidas was cool. Uh, the GQ event, we couldn't make it on time there. You know how it gets crazy, but uh, part of our team was there, Raga and Jen, and everybody said it was really, really, really cool. Um, so that was cool. And then the next day, uh, I attended this um, this Vogue business and Psyche dinner, uh, which was absolutely incredible. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure we'll get to the recap, but that was that was like for me, it was like the best part, the best dinner of the week. So I thought it was really cool. Like the um, it was cool to see. It was a very small room, maybe like thirty of us, like for dinner, maybe a little less, a little more, like around there. And it was cool. Like it was artists, like you know, Victor Mascara was there, like Fred and like Fakrender and like a bunch of other artists. Uh, and like Web3 native brands and whatnot. And then there was like all the bigger brands like uh, Loewe and Ralph Lauren and Vogue and, you know, all, all of them were present. And uh, it was interesting um, to have some chats with them and, and see, you know, kind of like how they're trying to approach the space and how they're trying to enter it. And what I love, and I, that's why I'm super bullish on this next run, and this was my takeaway after this week, honestly, is like the brands that used to go in, come in 2021, they thought that the playbook was 10K PFP type of thing, like, because that's what was working. The only thing that was working. When I sit with the brands, like, I, this week alone, I sat with Hennessy, Lacoste, uh, GQ, Ralph Lauren, Vogue, Adidas. So six, obviously, like, really big brand names. And I got to, like, have time to speak to all of them. And absolutely none of them are entering the space like that. Not, like, zero intention to come in and come out just like quick in and out and actual intention to, to build or help build. Well, at least that's what I ask for <laughs> every time I talk, like, please, for the love of God. Like this, and look like the Adidas stuff, I'm sure we'll talk about it, but their keys seem to be pre- doing pretty good. And that drop, they just recently sold out. So anyways, um, it's exciting. But anyways, how about we get into it and get into, into the whole thing? Cause I'm sure we got a lot to sh- talk about a lot to share uh, audio. The listeners, just uh, sorry for the voice in advance. I'm trying to talk for my inner voice right now. It's pretty tough. I'm not going to lie. The throat was pretty dry this morning. Uh, <laughs> typical, you know, NFT NYC aftermath. Uh, you know what I mean? But, uh, you know, do, we're doing Otherwise our best. COVID. Yeah. yeah it's clearly. It's the, I mean, COVID is literally the POAP of NFT NYC. I don't think it is, though. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but I did think for a second, but you know, uh, we'll see, uh, we'll see how he gets. So anyways, you know, it's hilarious. Actually, I had a conversation with before, before he came on and he was like, Oh, you know, I've had that stomach bug for a few, you know, for a long time now. I was like, dude, you, <laughs> you had a week of partying in New York, clearly got COVID and now you're ba- blaming it on some sort of like long-term stomach bug. Well, I've had problems for a minute now and I'm just trying to figure it out, you know? So anyways, okay. 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 Listen. Okay. So, <laughs> to the Wait, end. what are you drinking there coffee but the reason why the color is a little different is with coconut milk it's actually really good mm. i have to cut all dairies for the next uh week or so of course uh, that was probably the issue it is that was probably the issue cut yeah. off all um dairies i have to cut off all the bread too much dairy i have to cut off dairy bread and most sugars kind of sucks uh but it is what it is so you know tell uh until we we fix the shit so anyway Today on the show, <laughs> today on the show, fucking Mando. It was a nutrition. It was he's, a nutrition. He's thing. back at me for Friday. Okay, let it out. Let it out, Mando. Go on. I deserve it. <laughs> today on the show, yeah, too much dairy. <laughs> Gonna have coconut milk. I think I think I just had a bit too much dairy in NYC. Not feeling so great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was that. There was that one day when I had like an extra pint of milk that I knew I shouldn't have had, 
and after that, it just it all went downhill. It happens every time in NYC. I think I think it's just the food there. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Austin, let's let's just watch out for the milk. Oh. Uh, let's watch out for the milk in Austin. Oh my god, yeah, really just, trying, uh, Vegan bro. vegan pizza. Just, oh, coconut oh. milk with you with your coffee. Please. Oh um, my god. Oh fuck. Okay, I deserve it. I deserve it. Here and there, I deserve it. Today on the show, <laughs> milk was a bad choice. Love that. Oh my god. Today. On uh, the show today, um, today, DJ's market report, micro, <laughs> NFT, crypto, as usual, NFT NYC recap, our favorite moments in the Big Apple. We'll be sharing a few stubs. Artist number four reveal. I mean, artist number three was okay, right? It seemed to have been doing pretty well. Sold out right away. All hundred wow. pieces sold out right away. 700 stubs, Bert, right? Because so, it was seven stubs times 100. Yeah, see? I can be quantitative at times, Obi. Uh, so that was super cool. We're going to talk about that when we get into artist reveal number four. The, the next art piece, I don't know if y'all saw it, it's, it's insane. Like, it's actually crazy. It's still on the same, like, theme-ish that we've been going on. So we kind of, like, try to go by themes. It's so fire, and y'all will see. And then chat with the Mega Running team, uh, a partners of today's show, which is actually a project, project incubated by Hello Metaversal. Uh, so excited to talk with them about all that stuff. So anyways, without further ado, let's get right into it. Daily Market Report. Brought to you by Rug Radio. Joseph, what's the word? Um, hey, good morning, guys. So not really a whole lot to report on the tr- traditional market side. It looks like equities are a little bit lower. Um, interest rates have actually moved a lot higher. I think um, I think that's interesting given the inflation data that we saw. Inflation actually came in lower when we had CPR. It came in lower when we had PP, um, PPI. So it's kind of strange to see... Um, interest rates move higher, but I think it goes to show you that big move lower we had recently was more to do with what happened with SVB and credit space, et cetera, rather than um, the uh, the inflation dynamics. So we've had this weird kind of um, last few days where interest rates have moved higher, inflation data has come lower, and markets have rallied, and then, you know, we're kind of like a little bit lower or unchanged um, on stocks today. I think the next big thing is probably going to be payrolls again next month. So you know, the first two weeks of every month is important because we get um, payrolls, we get inflation, we get the FOMC, et cetera, et cetera. And then the last two weeks of each month is when there's no, no real information. I think um, in those moments are the, the points where you kind of tend to see the markets actually grind a little bit higher. I think that's where the, uh, the status quo is right now. Uh, crypto, on the other hand, has been strong. We saw Bitcoin reach as high as 30.8K over the weekend. We saw ETH reach as high as 2150 um, it's pretty interesting to see actually Bitcoin has since dropped back a decent amount lower and up 29.4. So we're, we've fallen back through 30K, but ETH is still at 2080. So we've seen a massive, massive outperformance of ETH um, over Bitcoin since the Shanghai, Shanghai unlock to the tune of almost 10%. So it's been a 10% outperformance of ETH. And that Bitcoin ETH ratio we've been watching, it drops as low as 0.06. It's now up to 0.07. So um you what you've really seen the last few days is like bitcoin really underperform everything else actually um and even the, the bitcoin um the bitcoin dominance ratio that 
went as high as 49%. That's now dropped to like 46.8. So um, interesting moves in the last few days. I think people have been calling for an alt season, et cetera, but it really feels like it's, it's ETH that's leading the charge here. And I think that makes sense because you've had the Shanghai, Shanghai upgrade. Everything went fine. There wasn't really a big dump. Mm-hmm. It's a supply unlock. Um, and I think that's going to be the, the token that continues to outperform here. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. What do you reckon? Sell in May, go away? Do you reckon, do you reckon it's going to be a quiet period over the summer? Or do you think we're going to keep on pushing, pushing higher? Or, I, think or this year, I think this year ends up being the equivalent of 2019 when you had like a massive... 2018 was like a volatile year. You had a massive crash at the end of the year and then the Fed stepped in. I think you're not quite seeing the exact same thing this year, but it just seems like we've had that like one year of downwards price action or 18 months of downwards price action where it's a lot clearer what the light at the end of the tunnel is. And um, yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily buy the selling may go away thing because we're in just different market circumstances. And I think we actually just keep going higher in my view. I think we actually grind higher over summer. Like, I don't know what the catalyst is for us to go lower right now. It was the, unless you have like another banking thing or inflation data gets worse, but I don't think it'll get worse because the comps are really easy for the summer. Um, I just think we can actually have, I think the next three months will get lower and lower inflation data and people will be like, oh shit, like inflation is now 4.5% or 4%, whatever it is, potentially even lower. And, um, you know, the Fed may still raise, I think the probability of the Fed raises next month, but you know that we're pretty much at or very close to the end of their, their hiking cycle. So um, having said that, we have rallied a lot this year, you know, like crypto's up, yeah. ether's up 75%, Bitcoin's up 80%. Um, stocks are up five to ten percent, so we have some of that is priced in. But um, I just think the path of least resistance is usually higher once you've gotten past all the bad news. I think we probably hang around this area for a bit. I just think like we've gone we've gone quite far quite quickly, and maybe just like for a month or two, I can imagine it's consolidating in like the low two thousand, like hanging out around two thousand. That's quite a big like level on you know like a nice big round number, which I think takes a while to kind of consolidate around i can imagine us dipping below it maybe once or twice before or like pushing higher but um there are some other random narratives happening right now like you saw this pepe stuff the pepe coin like it does feel like this it's not altcoin season necessarily but it is shitcoin season um and you've seen like a few of these meme coins come back like maybe that's just because everyone lost so much money on nfts and now now coming back around to altcoins, the only real, the only real, um, sorry, shit coins. The only real altcoins that I've seen have done well has been Arbitrum, which is, which has had a very strong um, last week or so. I think it's it hit one point seven, uh, and now it's like one point six, which is a you know sixteen billion dollar valuation. And also Blur came back pretty strong. Blur is now back at seventy two cents. So, um, I don't know. It's right. there are some there are some altcoins making a move, although a lot of them haven't really done that well as well over the last week or so. It does definitely feel to be uh, ETH dominated, but I wonder if we just consolidate here in terms of Bitcoin and ETH, and it's it's the sort of period where some coins do like a three X and some just get absolutely hosed. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll see what happens. Do you guys think, I mean, this, I think we were talking about earlier and you mentioned the, the coins, but do you guys think we're, ent- we're going to enter this shit coin phase here? Because 
I feel it. Like I, it just feels like shitcoin season right now. Not gonna lie. Like we had Bitcoin and ETH run up a lot, right? You have, uh, you had, uh, you know, all the other uh, alts also run up quite. I think Arbitrum went as high as what one seventy from their lows. Like it was like one, yeah. one twelve ish at some point. I was looking at it. We have one sixty two right now, um, and you have a whole lot of alts that ran really hard over the weekend when ETH ran to what twenty one four. Where did we go to twenty one thirty five ish? Yeah, twenty one thirty five, twenty one forty. Twenty thirty five. Um, and then all the altcoins ran as well. Um, you know, are we, are we entering shitcoin season or what? Mm, I mean, theoretically we could be, but I think it's, everything still feels like very hot potato to me. Like NFTs, you haven't had, I mean, I know we'll talk about it in a sec, but you haven't had any, any new entrants into the market. So it's like this project and this project and this project. And it feels like that's what shitcoins could be or are right now. Like it's like, yeah. What's the new meta now? Then let's also dump that one and move to the next one. So I think you need to see like lots of shit coins rally for it to be truly an alt season. Like it's not just one random coin is up. And, mm. and you know, we're talking about Pepe coin because like it's kind of like NFT related a little bit. And that's what we're talking about. But there's, lo- there's been loads of like random shit coins that are up a ton this year, but it's not like the entire shit coin market is up. Yeah, it's exactly. One random coin each time or a few random coins each time. So that to me isn't really an alt season, I don't think it's really the signs of a start of an alt season because we are just looking at this one now and it's the first one that the NFT guys have been looking at, but there's been a lot of other stuff where we've seen the same thing, so. Yeah, just as a heads up. In case of an investigation by any federal entity or similar, <laughs> I do not have any involvement about with this group or with it. the people in it. I do not know how I'm here, probably added <laughs> by a third party. I do not support any members by any actions of this group. There you go. So, now, it just it just feels like people want to gamble, you know. People want to it's it's PVP, right? I think it's important for people to understand. It's like it's a game of hot yeah. potato. It's like you all get in, but it's also like good luck. Like you're on your own when it's t- like it's like you're not on your own when it's time to get in, but you're definitely on your own when it's time to get out, right? And you have to. It's kind of like when do you get out? And you try to get out like before everybody else does. But hey, you told all the homies to get in with you, so you better be careful. You know what I mean? It's, it's like just be careful out there with all these coins. But it's been funny to see people like rally behind something. Like it's, it's like Nakamigos, right? I was like, it's hilarious, right? The whole thing. But I don't know. <laughs> the one time, the one time, I Farouk told me about a coin, and I, just I remember it basically, we are drained, it basically drained his wallet. Drained his wallet. I was like. <laughs> so that a few months ago i saw this token everywhere on twitter and and everywhere that it was so i was like let's get in so i made a separate account and threw an eth in there so what was it 0.25 or something and then yeah. something it was nothing much right and i put it in there and it drains it would drain so basically you would buy the token it would drain the token only right and I, could, and, I, and I buy it and i'm like where's my token buy it again i'm like fuck there's a drainer in there and then, <laughs> And I got both of us rugged. So it happens to the best of us. Thankfully, we didn't get rugged for a lot. But like a lot of people like generally like, use their main walls for this stuff. Like if you're going to shitcoin, the guide to shitcoining is literally understand that it's a very high risk. Know that you will, you can and probably will lose absolutely everything. So know that you're, you, you should only bet, gamble what you can afford to lose. And also you're an adult. So there's no blaming, right? Like when I got Ovi Rogue, he wasn't out there saying, yo, like, fuck you, Farouk, right? <laughs> you know I mean, he's like, all right, it's the name of the game, right? So just know these like general rules, <laughs> the commandments of shitcoin season and be careful, right? So I think I think it's hilarious. So 
but it is what it is. It's so like, look, I love seeing like people rally behind like stuff, and I think it's super fun. That was our stance with Nakamigos on the stage. And we're like, okay, fucking people are having fun, so let them have their fun, right? But that would be super careful when it comes to six. So, anyways, talking with Nakamigos, let's talk about our favorite thing, and that's NFTs. <laughs> Can you dig it? Yeah, so it was pretty ugly. Um, and it, from Friday night, things kind of got pretty ugly in the next few uh, next few hours. I think by Sunday morning or Saturday night, it felt like full capitulation. Um, I saw Jimmy sold a bunch of apes uh, for tax season. Um, and then there was a lot of doom posting. Like I thought it was strange. I thought I saw a thread guy wrote something kind of similar, which is like you were at NFT NYC. Your experience is very, very different to the um, to crypto. Sorry, NFT Twitter over the weekend. Um, it felt as though at NFT NYC, everyone yeah recognized it being a tough market, but was was still super bullish. And then uh, it felt over the weekend, everyone was like, "Oh, this is all going to zero. Everything's everything's terrible again." which just seemed at odds. Anyway, it seemed like on Sunday, most things bounced. Um, so I think you saw a bounce in things like Clonex, a bounce back in Bored Apes. I think they a lot of grails had been trading at the floor, um, but now it seems like that bounced back to around 55. Um, some of the like the more recent pumps, things like Nakamigos, they, they dropped. Um, but kind of across the board, the other, the other like blue chips, which had all been beaten up recently, I think you saw Pudgy's jump. Um, you saw and Sappies and and Rekai also jumped. You saw, um, yeah, just kind of across the board, just people buying buying the dip. I, I think it's an interesting one. It, it just felt as though that may have felt like peak capitulation to me. I don't. I wouldn't say it's it's completely overdone, but it did feel like that over the weekend to me. Um, volumes picked up meaningfully over the last 24 hours, but they had a very, very slow day on um, on uh, sat- Saturday, I think. I think it was still kind of around $35, $40 million of volume. But um, floor prices, at least, are, are coming back relatively strong. Yeah, it was quite a... I wrote a tweet about this, but it was like, dude, I, I looked at... Thank God I wasn't looking at my... Um, thank God I wasn't looking at my timeline over the week because we were too busy in New York going crazy, but... Seems like there was a lot of capitulation around, around, uh, all around, and just people doom posting about NFTs being dead again. I mean, how many times have we been dead by now? We've been dead a lot, right? I feel like cats have. Yeah, this, one feels really, this one feels really bad, doesn't it? It does. I saw your, I saw you write your thoughts about that as well. I just think it's funny, and, and what TG is saying is right, and like it's something I wrote about. I write about almost after every event. It's like the vibes, whatever you want to call it, the energy, everything. Uh, it's, it's the thought behind versus IRL versus URL is so different, and it's really easy to get caught doom scrolling on on Twitter and like lose hope and like your own endeavors by reading everybody else. Keep in mind, some people literally doom post for Twitter likes because that gets way more engagement than saying NFTs are doing well. Like fuck NFTs will always get more engagement than like let's go NFTs, right? Or like talking negatively. This is how the algorithms built. Um, and then, um, and then on top of that, of course, the prices are not doing great, right? Like they are down and that's the reality of things, but ETH, like what Ovi just talked about, like year to date, like we are up a lot, right? Like ETH holding very strong in the 2100 range. So obviously that did not help. Right. But when you think about it, look at it in USD terms, a board ape 
he's still $115,000. You know what I mean? So if that's capitulation, then I cannot wait to see what happens in the next run. You know what I mean? Like, how much is the board? What's the floor on the right? Let me go on. Let me check well, this it's, right now. It's definitely over 100 grand. Right? It's 54.20 like ETH, right? Yeah. 54.20 ETH is 112 United States dollars. Like, I understand that all the time I was like 400K and whatever, but like for like like the position we're in, given NFTs are doing terrible, after multiple whales sold, I mean, my co-host decided to dump on everybody. And then... Okay. Yes, but to put it in perspective, when we sold, I think the floor price of the board eight was... It even like 70 something. 78, in terms of dollars is important, right? 78.2 yeah. uh, times by 16.40, I think it was. It was so when we sold... The, the floor price of a Blood 8 was 128 grand. Yeah. So it's really not that big a difference to where when we sold in yep. terms of dollar price. It's just that they've just, the blue chips have failed to keep up with, with ETH um, for sure. I mean, I agree with you. It's just like, I think NFTs are just no longer this levered bet on ETH that people talk about, but maybe the right NFTs are. Like, I do genuinely think that like a CryptoPunk could always like, stay that levered bet on ether but definitely not all nfts right like you can't just be buying nfts thinking like hey like this is how i'm going to accumulate ETH, right like if you're thinking like um, the goal ultimately well for me and that's what i was talking to mando before the show but it's like my goal ultimately is to accumulate as much ETH as possible because i'm like giga bullish on ETH over let's say two three four five ten year period of time so how do i do that well i need to like hold my ETH all while making ETH. but how do you do that right it's by finding places to store the ETH. so maybe altcoins or whatever, like different places and NFTs, but NFTs when they're not that like levered bet on Ethan, where do we, what do we do? Right. And like, that's where like the market becomes shaky. And I feel that's what's happening now is like people want to hold on to their ETH. At least I'll speak for myself. I want to buy NFTs. I'm looking at all these different NFTs to buy, accumulate. Right. And I was writing about it yesterday uh, with a bunch of people going back and forth on Twitter. But then again, I want to keep my ETH. Right. So it's like this weird position, right. Where like ETH ran up so much that I'm scared to let go off of it. But at the same time, I'm trying to accumulate it. So I don't know. It's like this whole position we're in right now. That's kind of weird, I feel. What do you guys think we need for the NFTs to do better in terms of ETH price? Do we need to flush out an ETH? Do we need ETH to just range for a bit? Like, what do you guys think we need? You need stability. it to range. It's just stability, yeah. It's, it's so clear. Like At 2K? Or do we need to go back and range to 1600, 1800? It's 2K. It doesn't matter where it is. Just stability, yeah. Like, if you, like the mistake that I think people make, mm -hmm. mistake number one is... NFTs have never bet on ETH. Like, that's completely bollocks. We, we've seen that now over the last two years. Mistake number two, NFTs are correlated to the price of ETH. That's not actually what they're correlated to. They're correlated to the second order effect, which is the volatility of ETH. So when ETH rallies a lot and moves very high very quickly, NFTs tend to move lower in price and volumes go lower. When ETH dumps a lot, moves lower very quickly, same thing happens. NFTs tend to move lower in price and, and volume mm -hmm. moves a lot lower. So... NFTs are actually correlated to the second order effect of ETH, which is like how quickly and how fast and how aggressively ETH prices are changing. Um, so look, if we stabilize at 2K, then I think you'll see NFT volumes return and people will start to get back into NFTs because you, you feel less like, oh, I want to pull my money out of NFTs and move it into ETH because it's moving a lot, right? But if ETH keeps rallying and you know, goes to 2,500 and 3K in a short space of time, um, then you think, then you'll see NFTs pull back. At the same time, if ETH rallies to 5K, but it happens over the space of like a year or two years, and it happens gradually a little bit every single day, that's also fine because it's not volatile. It's, it's, a, it's a gradual move. So I think the main thing 
people need to understand. And I think this is very clear. I would love to see NFT stats or someone run some numbers on this. I think if you charted or looked at the correlation between NFT prices and ETH volatility, I think you would see there was a strong correlation there. Yeah, no, that, that adds up. That makes sense. I guess we'll see what happens on that front. But here, if I'm looking at DGENs right now, one thing that strikes me is that Pixelmon is the biggest winner. Uh, over the last few days, uh, it, it seems like SpiritDAO has been, you know, buying the shit out of it uh, and it's been up a lot under new management. It's been under new management for a minute, but yesterday it seems like um, this, how, this whole week, I mean, it's up, what, 70 points almost. So that's what's been running the most. Um, also NFT World. So there's a couple yes. of bounce back stories here, both Pixelmon and NFT World. NFT Worlds are just over 2 ETH now. No, 2.4. Which Impressive. is crazy. They were at 0.5. Um and Pixelmon uh, obviously went down to like 0.2, I think, and now it's above uh, above one. So both of those are. Um, remember, NFT Worlds got the basically the cease and desist from Microsoft, and yeah. it's now going going its own route with its own game. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, the worlds are going to be um, the the individual NFT parcels, uh, land parcels, which are uh, going to be the basis of the game. And then, or at least what can be built upon in the game. And then for Pixelmon, they've come back with some new art, obviously a new, they hired like a full game team to um, help develop the game. Um, so yeah, just generally a, a bounce back story for both of these. Um, and one that's really picked up for Pixelmon in particular, but NFT Worlds has been like a slow builder. Like um, it kind of went back to one and then it hung around 1.5 and then, this weekend, I think the the native token world pumped um, like forty or fifty percent, and that caused everyone to start buying the the actual worlds themselves, the NFTs themselves. So um, those have been some of some of the, I guess, slightly uh, slightly bigger movers um, in the space. I don't know, you know, like Pixelmon. Although I do like the bounce back story, I I just you know I I don't like that to be the idea of how people build in this space um but i would do really like the nft world story because they were obviously dealt a really horrific blow and then um arguably a fatal blow and then they seem to have turned it around uh with what they were building so i think it's awesome to see nft worlds come back i mean Arcdev and his team are such hard-working genuine people and when that whole Microsoft thing happened, it was kind of like a, oh, well, duh, right? Like, why would Microsoft just let a project have 70,000 ETH of volume? When ETH, mind you, that was when ETH was like 3, 4K as well. Why would they allow that, right? Like, when you're Microsoft, it's like, why would you let a business just like run another business on your own shit and you don't get a piece of the pie? So totally understandable from the Microsoft end. But I love, like, I'm such a fan of that comeback arc and story right there. And even the Pixelmon side, like, it's a new ownership. And look, like a lot of people got fucking wrecked. Like, remember the $70 million raise and then like three ETH like thing and that. So a lot of people genuinely lost a lot of money. So for me, like I'm always going to have that stance where it's like, I love the fact that the community somewhat has this like hope. It's like, imagine all your bags are down and then you, you minted Pixel Monster, you're down so bad and then it's coming back and you have this little sign of hope. <laughs> so look, like it's good to see, right? A little breath of, uh, of fresh air again in the, in the bear market is, uh, is definitely... Uh, is definitely not a bad uh, a bad thing, and I, I think people need to also understand and remember, like we're still in this bear market. Like the bear market hasn't gone anywhere. Just because ETH is twenty one hundred and like Bitcoin over thirty point something, we're all euphoric on the timeline. Nakamigo is almost at one ETH. You have this Pepe talk shit coin going all around. Like it doesn't mean that like 
you know, things are back to normal. So I think it's interesting for people to understand, which is why it's important to listen to or at least read the macro recap that you guys write every day uh, because it gives you an understanding that, uh, you know, on the macro side, we're still not like out of the gutter. Uh, just quickly on that, I don't mean to go back to it, but Ovi, what are the next little things that we need to be mindful of, like the events on the macro side? I think payroll, you have PC data before payrolls, I guess, but which is low impact, but I think payrolls, which will be the first Friday of May, um, so yeah. for two weeks. Link to macro recap. It's all on DGENs. So the same platform that I share every day, shall we see what Ovi and Mandor are building through DGENs? It's really right there on the left side. You click on this, like anywhere here. It's right there. Every single morning, the boys update that. Or email. I get your email every day. dgens.substacks.com. You can also subscribe to it. So it just goes straight into your email inbox. Right. Every morning. That's what I did. It's uh, it's one of I'm only like subscribed. I have this email. I'm only subscribed to like three email lists too, and two of them are you guys and me and us like for radio. So, and I and I just obviously I get to hear you every morning. But if you don't listen to the show and just like you miss a show, just like maybe all you have to do is that, and it's like right there. It's free, so <laughs> definitely don't miss out. It's all you need to know. So it's good to it's good to to be aware of uh, of what's happening. So I guess that's a good like recap. We'll see what happens on the NFT front. Of course, Suzuki's been like the the like gainer these last mm. few days like it's like the beans announcement collaboration uh on the ip front i forgot what the company was called fuck sorry guys but i, I gotta find the name again but i thought that was extremely uh, interesting and again like seems like they've got it going on sorry it was with line friends right so that was an announcement that came out during nft nyc uh and also they had their little event over there and everything so you know, uh, that was uh, very interesting to see that we are thrilled to announce a partnership with IPX, a global IP platform that created the popular Line Friends characters loved by millions worldwide, starting as stickers on the Line messaging app, 200 million MAU. Uh, Line Friends characters have become globally recognized IP, which is totally true. So it's interesting to see where they're taking the beans. And once again, um, the uh, Azuki team just like delivering, right? Like the Chira Labs team. Uh, right, just delivering uh, nonstop. So that's been uh, interesting to see. And uh, one stat I've seen is the holders base have been lowering. So it's just like um, while the floor is like going higher. So it's just like whales just again doubling down on conviction. And that's something they have that a lot of projects are, are, are missing or don't have is they have people that just their conviction is just really through the roof. And understandably so for what it's worth. Like, you know, they've really been like, um, They've really been delivering nonstop. Uh, so that'll be interesting. Um, and then we'll see. Um, yeah, look, that's the one blue chip which seems to have gone yeah. higher. Yeah. I'm looking at it. It's the only one, right? Like you have penguins are, are penguins are getting more and more interesting. Honestly, they're right on their 40s. Uh, the clones just, it just keeps getting hammered down. It's 2-6 right now on here. It's not great. Um, D gods had a little dip uh, under under. Oh, hold on, D gods had a little dip under under uh, 80th for a moment, but again, bounce back. It, it keeps bouncing back. Ov as soon as it gets under 80th, I think it's the second yeah, one. Some, some, yeah, some big buyers there, I guess. Yeah, I mean, speak, speaking on speaking of NFT NYC, I mean, they really like had. It seems like they had it going on for the holders. Like they they pretty much like had the public hotel like rented out. And they threw parties there. Like they had the basketball tournaments across the street uh, from it. They, they had did a golf stadium. thing as well. I think. I think they had a golf day as well. They had a golf day. Yeah, I don't know if it was like official D gods or someone else organizing. They had a one of the days was a whole golf day. No way. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. And cool. then 
And then they had multiple, multiple, multiple events. Like, it seems like they came out as big winners, right? And NFT NYC with the whole DNYC branding and everything they had uh, going on over there, which I thought was super cool. What I like about them a lot, Ovi, uh, and I'm not a holder yet, mind you, so I'm, I have no back bias saying that. I only have my one Ute. Is that they have? They are truly building like a family. Like the holders over there seem to like really be like creating like strong ties and bonds with one another. And it's just something that I like to see, right? Like in a time like this, like it's just important to like, you know, like especially on a mental health level and everything, like it's really cool like to see like how strong um, of a community they're, they're building. So big kudos honestly to Frank and, and Kevin uh, for that. I know they, they get knocked a lot every time, they, every time they do an event and people laugh at ratios and this and that, but I find that just so dumb because it's like, look, like they have their target audience, they have their core community and they all like really love each other. And I think this is what's cool to see. So kudos uh to them and again also meme land meme land is always has been really holding strong so it seems like really meme land Zuki, and the d gods communities are just doing really well and, and and something that's good to see um you know and uh and i guess we'll see where that goes so just quickly before we go uh to talk about our stubs artist number four who has joined us on the twitter space and i saw the pieces got minted so they're pretty fire Oli, what was your favorite moment last week what's your what's your highlight of uh, of the week for uh, nft nyc I think it was probably the football tournament. That was my best. Mm. That was my favorite thing. It's like you go to NYC, you go to these events, and there's so many like drinks and cocktails and like parties and stuff, and you get a bit like, oh, like, um, yeah. I feel like um, and it's like nice to speak to people and stuff like that, but it, it does become a lot. Whereas this was just like, here's a football tournament, and all we're doing is playing football. And, um, you know, we did really well. We won, we beat Pudgy Penguins 5 0. Then we won. Ooh, can we repeat that. We beat Pudgy Penguins 5 0. You hear that, Luca? Um, <laughs> you hear that? Fuck with my boys. And he had a whole won. video crew to watch it. So that, that was yeah. that was nice. And then we won 6 0. We won 5 0. We beat Open C 9 0. So we didn't concede a single goal for four games. But then we lost in the semifinals and I got injured brutally as well. So how did you get injured, by the way? It was like a 50 50 challenge. We were losing 3 2, and there was maybe like two minutes left. And ah, uh, there we go. <laughs> There wow. you go. The jersey's on. Yeah. The jersey's on. Here you go. I'm Team Wreck. I am Team Wreck. I wasn't um, there, but I was there in spirit. We beat the Pudgies 5 0. You hear that? And Luca was talking shit going into this game. And they took it. They didn't they didn't really stand. I mean, they were okay, but we had a good team, so they weren't really that great. <laughs> that was fun. I mean, look, it looked how's your foot doing? I mean, you were pretty I mean it was like dying the next day. The guy couldn't even yeah. walk or anything. It was, it like was bad. That was like the, the biggest, I would say that's top three most painful like impact pains I've ever had, ever. Ouch. Um, yeah, it was really bad, but I'm fine now. Like I, it was just um my foot's a bit like messed up and my I think my ankle's slightly sprained, but I'm fine. Like I can I can function. Yeah, it's um I think it's uh I think uh I think I think it was so fun. I love like even my girlfriend was asking me like Oh, like she's like, there's all these parties and things going on. Like, when are we gonna have like more health and yeah. wellness events or like things about this? I'm like, babe, I don't know. Like, it seems like these NFT efforts just like to get wrecked, you know? So, so I, I like, I like the idea of uh, of um of this thing. Look, I may have to put a team together at some point. You know, maybe we have a Rug Radio FC, Wrecked FC. Like, you know, we may have to build a little something. But for now, we'll be Team Wrecked. <laughs> 
I'm just playing with y'all. I like the idea of having two rec teams, and I love wearing the jersey. It's fun. It's so comfy, by the way. It's like light. It's like yeah. It's, it's a. I mean, it's, an, it's a legit Adidas one. Yeah, so it is. Cool. Yeah, it is. It is a legit Adidas one. So that's pretty cool. So, okay, that was your highlight, Mando. What was your highlight for the week? I mean, I had a lot of fun at the rec show. Um, I didn't have a panic attack like I was Seth did, but. <laughs> uh yeah like i i love that event every single every single time we do it um i have a, a lot of fun with it um it's just it i know what you just said about d gods but i think that's the case now as well i feel like with Rekka, like i know the people turning up it feels like a family i've made i like i know so many holders now incredibly well um and it's just really nice you know catching up with them every single every single um few months and i, I know i was speaking about this who was I speaking with? Maybe Thread Guy. I just think that that's that's kind of the North Star. Like if you keep that core group who are the family, you know, everyone knows who are the people who are, you know, who are really living for it and who are there, you know, just for floor price action. And if you keep that core family as, you know, building friendships, making even stronger friendships, um, that's really powerful. Like if you if you have a group of friends, let's say 100, 200, 300, who you would all consider your friend, they all live around the world, they're all you know in Europe or Asia and US, they all have different industries, different cu- cultures, and you can know that you can go to any city and probably have a beer with one of them or they might be able to help you because they're involved in something that you're, you're, you're interested in. If you can create that, that's just incredibly powerful, I think, for um, for anyone who's part of that. And then you can try and expand it. And I think that's what Frank has done well is that he's built, he's trying to build that up. But I think that's also what we we picked up on quite early is if if you can keep that core group of friends happy and like engage and build the community around them, and so they're just having fun each day, then I just think that's that's just the floor everything else will sort out, sort itself out because the value of that is unbelievably high. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought, I thought the whole week was pretty fun. Uh, I know we talked about it uh, a little bit earlier, but just like seeing a mix of like the bigger brands that seem to want to enter the space with a more mindful approach. Uh, I really like what the Adidas put together and, and what was going down there. Um, and I like what they, they just recently released. I'll, I'll look more into it. Maybe we can talk about it on the show tomorrow or something. Um, I thought that was really cool uh, from the bigger brands doing stuff like that to like be like a lot of art galleries. I mean, as usual, like VVD and, and Giga Chat, like threw it down for the Pepe community and like the fake rares. And they had this whole thing. And I know they have had a lot of AOTM like dinners and meetups and stuff like that. Um, I love what Jake said, like Jake the DJ and he got to paint with a bunch of artists and just like see them. I mean, we went to the Fuo. Um, we hosted live from the from the Fuo. Um, cal- no, sorry, the studio uh, where we hosted. And I know he was like doing private like little like viewings and showings and paint part. He didn't do a paint party, but he was doing like private little paint parties, uh, meetups for his holders, for the fuel paint holders and stuff like that. So it was super cool to see. Um, and there was a lot of like, it was very arts focused uh, event this past week makes with like more mindful events. Like the whole thing for it felt more mindful to me. And I, and I think that's what uh, Batsu wrote about uh, and Benny, a red beard and a lot of other people that went in the postmortems, William Savis. So a lot of, um, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, of uh, people were writing about that, and I, and I agree with that. Like it, though it was hardcore as usual and tiring and exhausting and energy drainer, as it always is. Uh, it was cool to just I don't know. It just I felt like it was better that way. Like more of a 
chill. Like though it was a lot again of events, we got to really uh we got to really experience um you know uh the whole thing. So I really uh really uh really liked it. Um so anyways, so that was that uh, on that front. I don't know if you guys saw this. I sorry, that's why I was distracted for a minute. Check this out. <laughs> I mean I guess, I guess it went viral. So uh, the CSGO skin sold for half a million. Obviously, I had to crack a joke that I own it now on the gamers like they do to us all the time. And they didn't like it. The gamers didn't like the fact that I cracked their own jokes on them. Uh, they didn't appreciate that. And so, you know, <laughs> I think it's hilarious. And uh, and I think it's, <laughs> it's so Some serious funny. engagement though, huh? Not, Some not serious. I mean, he's pretty big. He's a big. Look, the thing is like, I'm super bullish on the CSGO skins as well. I guess they got it wrong. And, and a lot of people don't get the joke. I think the whole CSGO skin stuff is cool. Uh, I just wish they would understand that this is like, we're, it's not like it can work together. Like what we're doing, what they're all doing. Like there's like a cross thing. Like there's cross pollination there, and I think it's so freaking funny. Um, I'm actually gonna give him a like, and I thought it was hilarious. So <laughs> I just saw that, and I thought this was uh, this. <laughs> oh my god, this is so good. I absolutely love that. I, they I guess they didn't get the memo that it was just cracking that joke back at them. Uh, so. Anyways, um, anyways, so uh, seems to you know seems like you're not allowed to crack a joke in 2023. Uh, that's the that's the new thing. Uh, you know that's what it is. But anyways, so that was a little NYC recap. You love to see it. I'm sure you you read a lot of uh, posts about it all around the timeline and whatnot. So a lot of a lot of cool stuff uh, going on uh, over there. And again, like if you uh, if you ever get the chance to uh, to make it to an IRL event. Highly suggest it always. Like it gives you a whole different, um, it gives you a whole different like mindset and view on the entire NFT space. And super important to at least attend, even if it's little meetups and whatnot, to understand that there's a huge discrepancy between IRL and URL online. So, and usually it's during, uh, usually it's during uh, those events. So, anyways, I'm gonna hard segue here uh, into Stubbs Artist number four. I mean, at this stage, everybody knows because he's been hanging with us on. <laughs> Semha, what's up? What's up, GM? How you doing? Oh, let me see. Can you hear me? Oh no. Hi. GM, how you doing, Semha? Uh GM, uh, do you know that my name pronounced as GM actually? Gem. Oh, I like that. Gem. So it's is it Gemma? No, it's it's you can you can you can say Sema, but because I got used to it, like in in I live in UK, and also in when I went to New York, everybody called me Kema Sema, so it's fine. All right. Well, I mean, I'll I'll call you. I I would love to call you by the name. You want me to call you like that? that like how we say it? So I'll, I'll stick to Gem Gemma. I like that. Gemma. Yeah. Gemma. Yeah. Yeah. Like call me Gem. Call me Gem. Gem, I like yeah. that. So, Gem, you are your stubs artist number four, and I'm gonna share on the on the screen right now. If you're if you're if you're on YouTube, the incredible pieces that you made uh, uh, with us uh, this week because they're absolutely uh, incredible. I mean, this shit is sick. This, like, 
This is crazy work right there. Um, Gemma, just real quick. Do, I don't know if you're using like a headset or an iPhone to speak into. Uh, yeah, uh, earpods. Earpods? If, okay, so if you mind just like, just speak a tiny bit louder for us to hear uh, you because we definitely want to hear everything you have to say. Uh, just quickly, I guess, I'll ask you if you want to give yourself a little you know, intro for the people listening. Uh, yes, I think I need to get closer to, to my mobile phone. Yeah, it's better. Yeah, you go. Uh, so my name is Jem. I live in London. I was in New York all the you know the last week. Last week, it was amazing. Uh, the whole thing, the, because I felt like really good when I saw my you know stuff on the big screens, other places. So it was cool. Uh, so I started this journey as an art director. Uh, so I'm an actually advertising art director. Uh, my background is, and two, three years ago, one of my friends told me there's something uh, that you could be interested. In. And uh, he mentioned about NFTs, and I said yes. This is just for me because I felt like I need to go back illustrating, you know, animating other stuff like you know my personal for my personal achievement. Uh, three years ago or something, then I decided, you know, quit my job and be a full-time NFT artist. And now I am a freelance art director because I can't leave my art direction, you know, stuff and a full-time NFT artist. And yeah, we're working on, started on Tezos and then Solana and then after Ethereum, I did my... I did my first Ethereum editions this Christmas. It was and then yeah, I, I keep going doing. I keep doing the editions, one of them, other stuff. I am on Super Rare, uh, OpenSea, uh, everywhere. I love that. I mean, you're literally everywhere. I'm. Uh, I'm sharing. Uh... I'm sharing a, a video right now on the YouTube stream of your work that was uh, actually put up on Times Square uh, this week, yes. thanks to thanks to Kazomo, right? I think it was part of the Medici collection. Uh, I was I was on Medici collection collection last year. Oh, okay. This, uh, the, the, there are some other footages from last this year, but this is not Kazomo's space. This is I I thought I could use a bigger space. Dope. <laughs> I love that. So, uh, so this this is not uh, Cosmo. This is a completely different organization called Art Crush. Yeah. Uh, so they they kind of like you know they they do it for just you know to help artists uh, in all over the world and it's it's gonna be like like not just one not just in New York. It's gonna be in Tokyo, Milan. Uh, other places that are already London. Uh, so it could be like eight, seven different cities. So it's going to be on all over the places in the world. That's really cool. I mean, congratulations on that. I think this piece is freaking dope. I mean, everybody in the, in the, in the YouTube chat are, are, are absolutely loving uh, your work and it's super duper cool. I mean, dude, that is, I love that work. When, when did you um? When did you start creating this? I mean, what do we? What would you even categorize the style as? I'm I I don't have a category. That's a that's a problem. 
Because it's not glitch, right? It's animated. It's it is not glitch exactly. It is just um, it, it is. I call it just gif gif art, yeah. not glitch. And then yeah, I I I just wanted to create my own stuff. Like and you know, as an art director, I can pick. Like I know, and then I I can differentiate differentiate things, other styles, and other. So this is more closer to the glitch art because I love glitch art. I like doing it. It's just like, you know, it makes me feel like when I work those kind of things, it makes me feel like I can describe what I'm doing. But the other one, like the more simplistic one, is more of like, you know, just, it, it, you, you know, I, it's again a different style of me, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, telling a story, another story. Uh, with another kind of style. This is so sick. I mean, we are, we are, we have the the piece, um, the the piece on uh, that's being shared uh, on the screen right now. Find uh, the scammer, and all of this, and all of your pieces seem to have like, like the um, the titling on your pieces, like even the ones you did with us with Stubbs is engagements farming my scammer, and then the other one is selfie with my scammer. This one is find the scammer. So it seems you have this like repetitive like theme going on like tell us more about that that's a that's a story that's a long story actually uh so i started this uh this is the same concept uh by the way what, what i sent you for the stops uh, so it's all about the scammers in this space so because like i was thinking about like we, we always accuse scammers but we all actually are kind of scammers like you know most of the times we are all anonymous we are just trying to you know artists you know the, the uh collectors uh the real scammers I, it's not easy to you know understand who is the scammer so like, i just wanted to use this title find the scammer like you know who is the real scammer actually <laughs> uh that that's 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 the reason i you know called this uh piece uh, find the scammer so it's not it's you could you could obviously see the scammer but you don't know who is the scammer actually that's the story and yeah that was from the uh dude this is crazy your your work is so freaking cool someone just called it explosion art <laughs> I, 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 I like that i'm gonna use it uh, yeah, let's go. We helped him figure out the art style. Let's fucking go. Thank you, Burn Dog. <laughs> Thank you very much. I, I, I love the explosion art. Yes. It is very uh, explosive. Uh, I'm looking right now at the piece called Cosmic Stroll. What is, um, may I ask you what your process is? Because someone here in the chat is asking, is this generative art? What would you, what would you, what's your process like? What do you create on? It is not a ge definitely generative art. Uh, I hope it was. But it is not because I I hope I could you know develop uh, code or something, but I can't. Uh, so I have different kind of uh, you know I use Loom. I'm I'm kind of using uh, this uh, only app, uh, what's it called iPad application that's called Loom, and then I use other applications as well on iPad. And I also bring every layer together, these colors and other stuff on After Effects and create the piece. Uh, yeah, it's, it, it, technically it's, it's 
not a big deal. It's just like, you know, uh, bring all the stuff together and do it like, it is, it is a deal. I, I draw them uh, by hand and bring them together. It's frame by frame. But it is not a big deal for me, like, you know, doing it like, you know, just like technically I can, I can do it like, you know, easily, like one week or something. Wow. I mean, I'm looking at obviously bias, <laughs> loving this piece here. We're sharing dance with the tree of life. That is yes. so sick. I mean, God damn. Um, th this work is so cool. Amanda Ovi, I don't know if you had any questions for Jam here, but this is like some solid work. Yeah, I, I, I really love it. So, um, I mean, glitch art is, or animated art is very prevalent in NFTs, but I think your style is super unique and like very different to all the stuff that is out there. Um, I was curious, like how, how like how, um, you know, what's the process that goes into creating your pieces? Like what tools do you use and um, you know, how long does it take to create each piece? Some, some of these animations are actually, um, they, they look and view very simple, but they're also very smooth. And I, I can imagine there's probably a lot of frames and stuff that goes into them. Yeah, uh, each, each animation mostly have different, every layer have, have different, different frames. So, for example, you can see the white dash lines uh, in my uh, all my pieces. So white dash lines have like four; they're only four frames, and the colorful, color, colorful, colorful dots. Mostly, I use them sometimes twelve frames, sometimes twenty-four frames. Uh, it depends on the feeling I would like to give to the audience. Sometimes it should be more smoother than it should look. So like your I just want to make your eyes feel good, you know, with this stuff like style. So like when when you do it 12 frames, it does, it does make feel more explosive. But if you do it 24 frames, it could make you feel more, you know, relaxed. And you know, that's all about feelings. And um, uh, yeah, the, the the character animations they're all frame by frame. I use it like you know, and then bring all of them together on After Effects. Like I use it like a Photoshop. Uh, so like it's my pumping place, After Effects, like, you know, using the animations, other stuff, bringing together. If, 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 it, doesn't work, if it doesn't work, I redraw them. If it, yeah, it, it, it is a long process creating the piece. Uh, as I said, like if you don't, you know, I give, most, mostly I give breaks, like, like a week or two weeks to, and they get back to work again and to see how it looks. If, it, if I'm happy, I keep going and add, add the final touches. And then, uh, you know, if I'm happy at the end, I release it online hmm. uh, mostly. Yeah. Dude, that gossip piece is sick. Thank you. Look at this. It's called the, it was called the gossip, right? I think that's what it's called. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Jim. <laughs> this sorry guys this this the gossip piece is i i love the colors you use i love the freaking style so i guess let's talk about the piece you created for 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 stubs right i mean god damn dude jam the, the chat is going crazy uh for you in uh, on both twitter and, and and uh and on um 
and on YouTube. Talk to me about the pieces you created for stuff. So let's go about the first one because there are two. We'll talk about the burn mechanic on Friday. So hang tight. But there yeah. will be a minimum of three stubs and there are two different pieces. So hang tight on yeah. that front. But, 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 but um, engagement farming, my scammer. I mean, talk to us about this piece. Actually, uh, the, 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 the whole thing started with the second piece. Uh, so, so let's start there. <laughs> so that it's, it's simple, actually. I was thinking if when I go to New York, would I be, would I be seeing my scammer? Maybe one of the person would be my scammer and then <clears throat> I, can get a, I can get a selfie with them. And, and it would be fun anyway, like, you know, taking a selfie mm -hmm. with the scammer. And then I, I was also thinking about always the, the, the you know, uh, ex-copies, masterpiece, uh, last selfie. Uh, so like, I was thinking about it and just wanted to, you know, give it a go and then created this piece. And, you know, this same thing. It's just like a simple starting point. It, it would be fun if I come across one of my scammers in New York in real life, and then if I, you know, take a selfie with them, and then, and then you know, that there's this uh, masterpiece of X copy. I want to to recreate it, and uh, this piece has come. Yeah, that's really cool. I love that. So that one leads to the other piece, right? Which is hold on, let me share it on the screen here. So that one leads to engagement farming. My <laughs> I love that name. Engagement farming my <laughs> This is so good. I'm going to be honest that uh, KD's uh, suggestion, I think, I think you know, that he's, he's the poem. Uh, so he, he, he said that because I, I asked him, what, what should be the name? I'm not sure. I, li I like the name of like, you know, uh, likes and other stuff like as because as because this is Twitter and other stuff like uh, he, he came up with with a really cool name I really love it and then I, I said let's do it this is the name <laughs> I like that <laughs> this is so cool dude these pieces are yo these are fucking crazy I'm sorry I'm tripping because I'm at the same time discovering someone right and I think this is such incredible work I mean you've absolutely crushed it Mendo what do you think of our artist four, man? It's pretty solid, if you ask me. Yeah, I was just saying, look, I, I really like the style. I like the ones that I like the most, although I like the, the 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 brighter ones, is these these mixture of the darker side ones. I love this series of the scammer style. And you're right. I was going to ask you who who have you looked up to in the space? Who have you based your art on? Because it is that mixture between like glitch, but also that dark side to it. And yeah, it does remind me of of um, the last selfie. But are there any other artists you have in the space that you're you're like close to that you you admire? Uh, yes, I do have. Uh, I, I can't. Uh, what are the good GIF artists? I mean, X Copy, obviously. Uh, you can understand from my, you know, this kind of style. Uh, sometimes it's just draw me to explore. His, uh, his concepts more, not, not the style, but the concepts more, because in terms of the conceptual, you know, the, the storytelling, I think we, are, we, we were talking about storytelling uh, five months ago, the, all of us in this space, 
but Xcopy has been doing it already with his style, like with just, you know, like with, with even the even the titles of his artworks, like you know, giving this kind of vibes, like you know, this whole storytelling thing. And I I I don't want I don't want to. I don't want to sound like an asshole, but I can't. I can't remember anything at the moment. But I just ex- ex- excuse my excitement. Uh, no, it was. Me- it, no, I mean, not- you kind of answered the question already because I looked at this and I was like, "Oh, it's." It reminds me a lot of those sort of pieces, the darker X copy pieces, the ones where with like the faces. So it kind of seems obvious, but look, I think these are these are the the, the best ones in in my opinion. Or these are the ones that. I don't know. I really vibe with because people love that that mixture of that. I don't know all the bright colors of 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 the face with the um with the dark side of the scammer. I think that kind of represents the space pretty well. Yeah, these are fucking dope. And by the way, you're, it's totally fine. I mean, this stuff comes out of your own brain. I mean, you know, is you're you're killing it. And I think your art is absolutely beautiful. Everybody loves it, and it seems like a lot of people that weren't familiar with it right now are definitely getting familiar with it and looking into it. So you should definitely check out Jem. I mean, his Twitter. I was sharing a Twitter on top, but make sure if you're on Twitter, you follow Jem, and he'll be back on the show with us this coming Friday to announce the burn mechanics and to just chat a little more with us uh, as we open the burn as usual on Friday. From what I know, it's going to be minimum three stubs and there are two pieces, um, but it's going to be super cool. And I'm so glad and uh, really honored, Jem, that you accepted to do this with us. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. It's amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jem. Have a beautiful week. That's awesome. Wow. Yo, talk about a fucking piece right there, man. Damn, this is cool. All right. Well, I think KD, for- by the way, uh, KD wrote a thread, so you can we can pin it up oh, at the top. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Do you want to send... Where is it? I pinned it. I pinned it up. On Twitter? Okay, yeah. bet. Yeah, please pin it on Twitter, on the Twitter space. Uh, yeah, I know y'all need the code. I know you guys need the code for today. Uh, the code for today. Let's give the code, then let's pass to pass on to today's partners. And definitely, you're gonna, not going to want to miss that because the Omega Runners team is here in the stew. So they're going to be on YouTube. I love that. I, I really like when our partners come on YouTube. That we can just talk to them face to face like that. It's more even more fun. But the code. What's the code for today? What's the code for today? Holy shit! Hold on, let me. What's the code today? Ah, oh, hold on. It's crazy. I'm all over the place today. On top of like not having a voice and and being like half dead. Uh, <laughs> not gonna lie, it is tough. I'm trying to rally together. Okay, I'm trying to. Where's my? Is that the right? Call? Is that? Yeah. Wait. Okay, we have so I'm many. Oh, I you gotta love that the, the fair team. They're always on top of it. So the yeah. code for today's stuff is Sam claim C E M. C-L-A-I-M. C-E-M-C-L-A-I-M. So it's you, you, it's pronounced gem, but it's C-E-M. So Sam Claim on rug.fm forward slash stubs. Every single day, you can claim a f- completely free stub. And at the end of every week on Friday, you get to burn one, two, however many stubs the artist decides uh, for a piece of artwork. Usually the claims open two days. Uh, but uh, last week, for example, Ovi's claim... Um, close that like right away i mean it was a couple hours right all 100 were claiming 700 stubs were burnt which that was a perfect example to show you guys kind of like how the stub system operates right and uh, and it's super cool uh, to see that and i gotta say i'm a big fan of the artists that we've had so far they're all super freaking cool i mean all of them are extremely kind they really care about the space and they're awesome people i mean gdr awesome guy love to become friends with them over stubs uh the wreckberg i mean with hearts that's family so the art pc job there is sick ovi Eh, he's all right. 
And then, you know, today, uh, G <laughs> today, uh, Jem uh, with us. No, I'm kidding, Ovi. I got to say, you know, being low-key immortalized in your piece is pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. I've been looking at it a lot over the weekend and just like, check, like staring at it. And I think it's like super, but super sick. I think what's cool is that we're introducing so many new artists as well. Yeah. Like it feels as though, I don't know, I'm, I know I'm going to learn tons of new artists through this and, and, you know, hopefully, hopefully this gives a platform with which everyone can um, succeed going forward as well. Yeah, no, it's it's absolutely awesome. So I love it. And I love that we're introducing artists and also getting people dope art and also the stubs. I mean, look, like it's doing pretty well for people. So I absolutely uh, love uh, I love uh, to see that. And it's super fun uh, to be. But obviously, Ovi, a lot of people were tweeting at me saying it's the first time they got to collect your art. So yeah, I saw it. that. It's cool to get cool to get in new collectors. So yeah. It's super fun. So anyways, let's get Sam. Let's get Bryce up on the feed. Yo, yo, what's up, y'all? How y'all doing, GM? GM, GM. How is everyone feeling? Did you guys, did you guys make your ways into, into NYC last week or no? I didn't see you, Sam. Wait, is there a lag? Uh, I think he's gone. Uh-oh. Bryce, Sam? Sam might be gone. Sam lives in New York, so he was at NFT NYC, um, at and around NFT NYC. I'm in, out in LA, and I stayed here. <laughs> he was like, "Nope, I, I'm not partaking in in in, in this year's shenanigans." <laughs> He's just like, so, "We can't talk about it. It's been too, you know, not enough time has passed. We can't talk about it." Yeah, exactly. I love that. So I know this is a big week for y'all. I know there's a lot of stuff going on uh, on the Omega Runners front, but let's start with intros, right? Bryce, I'll let you go first and we'll go to Sam. I mean, if you want to give yourself little intros, like who you guys are and like what Omega Runners is, that would be dope. Yeah, absolutely. So um, my name is Bryce Anderson. I am uh, really my background is in movie producing. So I work at a place called Clubhouse Pictures with a guy named Brian Unkless. Brian is best known for, uh, he pulled the Hunger Games as a book off a shelf when he was 26 years old and said like, what if this was a franchise movie? Um, and that's really what we do is we like, we're out searching for IP and then we take that IP and we shepherd it all the way through the movie making process. Um, he also did Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Crazy Rich Asians. Um, I joined him after leaving Warner Brothers and we did Bright with Will Smith at Netflix. We did I, Tanya with Margot Robbie. We did Birds of Prey with Margot Robbie. Um, we did Project Power with Jamie Foxx. We just did The Watcher with Ryan Murphy. So like, you know, like that type of project um, is our, you know, our day-to-day. -day. And then simultaneously, I've been in crypto since 2013. Um, I was into NFTs, you know, really early in 2021. Um and that was, you know, it was watching NFTs and culture come to blockchain where I started looking around and saying like, oh, wait, this might be a place where my hobbies and my day job start to merge. Um, and that was really sort of the the impetus for what became Runner. That's really cool. I mean, please make that list even, you know, hotter. Jeez. <laughs> talk about talk about a background you got over here with uh, with movies and pictures. So Clubhouse Pictures, that's that's the that's the the brand the company behind that. That's super cool. Sam, I I'll, I'll hit it to you if you want to give us a little intro about yourself, you know, what you do and uh and all things, you know, your your involvement in Mega Runners. What's up? Can you guys see me? Hear me okay? Yeah, we see you and hear you perfectly. Perfect. Nice background, okay. by the way. Thanks. Uh, I'm Sam. I'm one of the co-founders of Omega Runners on the Metaversal side. My background is actually in classical music. And I, um, in 2020, when, you know, all of our gigs got shut down, you know, because singing in, in public is, you know, a threat to 
spreading COVID basically. Um, I dove, yeah, yeah. I dove into, into web three, um, directly and uh, ended up selling the first classical music NFT to Metapurse for $375,000 in the process got uh, recruited into async art and helped them spearhead the music division um, over there. And then uh, now I'm at uh, metaversal. So thrilled to be here. Um, love this project have been bullish on it since day one and can't wait to dig in further. I love that. This is super cool uh, and love to hear. Of course, I've known Sam for a minute now. Uh, through the through the Metaversal team, which is super super dope. And by the way, we're, we're I can't wait to, to host our event together in uh, in in Austin. In, uh, in yeah, man. We're, we're, we're really excited. Hell yeah, that's gonna that's gonna be a hell of fun. So describe describe to me what Omega Runners is, right? Like you guys obviously have built a lot through Clubhouse Pictures and obviously Metaversal. You do a lot in the in the NFT Web three space already. Uh, I know you're very involved in whether it's from investing in projects, you know, help them raise and whatnot, or just like collecting yourselves because you have quite an impressive um, <clears throat> collection of your own. But and of course, Bryce, you know, on the clubhouse picture side, I mean, obviously, <laughs> that's quite the quite the IMDb you got going on uh, on uh, on uh, on your end. So talk to you more specifically towards like you know. Uh, Omega Runners, like talk to me more about like describe that universe and like give us like a description of like the characters that are part of it, right? Yeah, absolutely. So I guess short answer is, you know, Omega Runners is an attempt to launch IP. What we talk about is global franchise IP. So we're looking at like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or Pokemon or like something like that that lives not only in a movie or a television show, but also in gaming, also in merchandising, comic books, cards, games, like all of that. Um, and it's an attempt to launch all of that through web three, um, where we can do it more directly and bypass a lot of the system gatekeepers. Um, and this started from a conversation we were having with, uh, a guy who's the head of merchandising at Netflix. And he was talking to us about like the cars franchise within Disney. And there's like these wild things that happen inside of the, the entertainment industry where, the Cars franchise as a movie franchise is like moderately successful, but as a merchandising franchise, that's $3 billion a year, every year for the last 12 years. Um, it's like an absolute juggernaut. And they were talking about why this was, and it was talking about designing properties with this specific idea in mind to be able to go out and like exist inside of people's homes for a very long time, not just while they're watching it on the screen. Um, and we were talking about this idea and we brought in, um, a guy named Cedric Nicholas Troyan, who we were working on this movie, Kate, with him uh, in, in Tokyo. And while we were on set for six months, um, started talking about this. And uh, he had these ideas. He's a, he's a longtime director, but before that, he was a, he's an Academy Award-nominated VFX supervisor, um, longtime animator, huge anime head. Um, and then we also brought in Blaze Hemingway, who's a screenwriter um, that spent a long time at Disney Animation. He worked on... Uh, Big Hero 6 and Wreck-It Ralph and Tangled and uh, Zootopia and like that whole era of movies. He's at Pixar now. And um, together cooked up this idea that became Runner. And the idea was like, how do we build an IP that is not just, not just a single uh, television show? How do we build an IP that is malleable? that can go on and become like, we know what it is when it becomes a television show, but we also know what it is when it's a comic and we know what it is when it's a game and we know what it is when it goes, you know, and it has this life beyond 
you know, just the content business. And once we built out what that idea was, we took a step back and said, okay, what does the NFT look like? How do we launch this? Where do we start? Like we have the destination in mind. So like, let's go back and find the starting line. And um, what we came up with this is the idea, uh, this planet Omega. And the planet of Omega is a lot like our world, except instead of having a warrior culture where disputes are settled through force and fighting, they have a racing culture where disputes are settled through uh competition and speed so like if you think of it as like a cultural standpoint you know way back in the past in the tribal days two tribes meet in an open field disputing over territory one person from each tribe enters a race they run across the field whoever is the fastest that tribe wins that's how that dispute is settled now you take that idea and you throw it thirty thousand years into the future high-tech world with these really high-end vehicles and these deep and complex cultures that all still have this sort of base idea about how conflict is resolved. And um, what you get is, you know, there's all kinds of racing all the time for all these different, you know, political and business and whatever elements, but there's one race once every three years that is called the Omega race. Um, And the Omega race, every single nation on the planet of Omega nominates one person they call their proxy runner and the proxy runner pilots a vehicle in a 21 day multi-stage race all the way around the continent and the winner of the omega race then gets to uh declare the sovereign of the world so it's their big kind of political system um as well as this sort of like fun gonzo anime uh speed racer meets game of thrones idea I like that. You're definitely really good at the storytelling stuff, Bryce. And <laughs> so we're, we're putting a bunch of stuff uh, on the Twitter space because I know you guys are not on the on the stage right now, but definitely come on the YouTube. The YouTube is pinned at the top if you want to see some stuff. Uh, I'm just like, you know, kind of like going through the website and like going through the characters themselves and a bunch of stuff. But we're about to, there you go. Yeah, that's better. If you guys come on the stage, that way we can have some visibility for people to be able to like click on your little icon and everything. There you go. It's awesome. So the account's now on stage, so it's better. And you guys can check it out as well. So, I mean, you guys have already, you guys have been, I mean, you guys had dropped an NFT, right? Uh, already uh, prior to this, which was like kind of like a first step to what you guys were doing. And then now this is, I guess, like the big, like, this is the thick of it, right? Yeah. Like, which so, is dropped so when we 20. sat down to design this, absolutely. When we sat down to design this, we started with, working with a company called Sun Creature. And we did about six months of like art direction design in the same way that you would do if you're doing pre-production for an animation. So we designed what all these characters look like and we designed uh, what the world is going to be and the vehicles. And we sort of like really built out this storyline and this, this idea. So we knew um, what these characters were. And then we went backwards and we, we took all those characters and we sent them to a comic artist. Um, Blaze wrote it. And uh, we put out, uh, we've actually got three issues. Um, two of them have been released of our first uh, comic book storyline, which is sort of like, you know, the, the story that we put out to hold everyone's hand and walk them through the initial idea of the project. Um, and we did that through something called the first edition NFT. So we have a, a small community that was er- rewarded for being there super, super early. Um, and that's access to the comic book. And I pretty much it's a, it's sort of a Genesis pass. So it's full access to our project. Um for, for those people, but this collection, the character collection, which also came out of that Sun Creature work, um, is the, you know, the, the, I would say the foundational, the premiere, like um, the first real entry into NFTs from the project. 
That's pretty cool. I love that. It seems like you have a stacked team. Uh, and I and I love that. I mean, it's really cool. I love seeing that. So actually, question to, to kind of like Bryce, to take it back. I mean, of course, like you guys with Brian and Cedric and Blaze, like all the people you're naming that I'm seeing on the website here, you've already built a lot of successful IPs. You've you've had a lot of success, you know, in the in the film industry. Uh, and I'm personally like really excited to see what happens with film three. Um, you know, and like in mm -hmm. all things like, you know, movie studios entering the space and whatnot. Like what made you guys want to like take the leap of faith into the space in general? I think it's interesting um, to understand from your point of view, like what made you say like, yo, like this space is actually like there's something there and we want to build in it. So, you know, I, I was in F NFTs along like probably early 2021, right after that major, mm -hmm. that first like big people sale. I started yeah. jumping around. I was trading stuff on Nifty Gateway. Um and then I was super early to Board Apes. I was there the day it minted out. And nice. I think um, watching that process, especially that first, you remember that first summer? I mean, you were there. So it was like, it was Apes, yeah. Cool Cats, you know, Pixel Vault, like all of that stuff. Um, and the conversation that was happening all over the space was like, this is the next Marvel. This is the next Disney. This is going to go become, you know, the future of IP creation. And as somebody who works in IP creation, it was like, yes. That is a completely correct impulse. Um, but these IPs are not quite movie ready, right? And that doesn't mean they can't become movie ready, but it just means that like mm -hmm. they, you know, it's an uphill battle to turn an image that is just an image into something that has deep story behind it. That doesn't mean it can't be branding. It doesn't mean it can't be like Hello Kitty. It doesn't mean it can't be super successful. It just means it's not quite a story. Um, there was a website. <laughs> oh. It's got the whole sound to it. My bad. It's Go all on. good. <laughs> um, but it was watching that happen and saying, like, okay, well, if we were going to do this, what would it look? Mm -hmm. Where we we retrofitted, like, um, we were sitting there, we're like, okay, if we we're going to do this, what would it look like? And I started talking about, it. I was like, it needs to be, you know, a broad piece of IP. It needs to have factions within the IP. You need to have like a lot of variation on a sort of similar theme so that a collection feels cohesive and yet has unique like uniqueness within it. Like, how does that work? And we were talking and we, I basically said, you know what it is, it's Runner. And Runner was this idea that we were kicking around with Cedric and Blaze at the time that was like maybe a television show, maybe a movie. Um, we hadn't really solidified a lot of the details, but once we kind of had this focus, we we're like, oh, we could launch this inside of the Web3 world that's you know we really started knuckle down and said okay now what does this look like how could this work and you know sometimes when you're working on ip like it's just an uphill battle like you're trying to fit a square peg in a round hole and you're just like always trying to push you're like trying to make a movie out of a video game or something and it just doesn't function um and sometimes it's downhill like sometimes it just works and works and works and i think um that was really the experience of the runner a uh, building runner for us is like we just every time we had an issue we had to solve and that's um, when you know you're working on something really fun and special. And, um, you know, then we went, it was uh, that first NFT NYC where I was just out pitching, um, you know, between, between the, uh, the like that. between the yacht parties, I was just out, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, just out trying to meet people. And I ended up networking my way to, to Metaversal. And Metaversal is just an amazing uh, as you know, it's, you know, it's a $50 million fund out of New York to venture yep. into uh, creative and interesting new NFTs. So we met there, talked about it. They had the vision right away. And it's been a lovely partnership ever since. Yossi got to you. He's good. Yossi got to me. 
He's good. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I love Yossi. Yossi Hano is a CEO of Metaversal. And for what it's worth, like, for people to understand, like, I remember we, we've posted about Metaversal have an important, of course, rug collection. I mean, they opened their whole carpet dealership at this stage. I think they acquired, what, 200 of our assets or something like that. And you have a whole bunch of right. hundreds of, of our PFPs. And, and that was super cool. And that's how we got connected to Metaversal. And I love that this is kind of like a project that comes out of you guys and you partner together. I feel like obviously like that's that's a great fit. It's, it's super fun to see. So the reason why I wanted to ask you this is because we've seen like a bunch of Hollywood NFTs and like kind of like Hollywood or celebrities yeah. and all like into the space, right? Of course, like it's normal, right? But how are you guys different from like things that we've seen different in your opinion? Well, most of the ones we've seen are shitty. Um, I think I think I'm comfortable saying uh, that, you know, like. <laughs> right? um, what you have, I think what you have when you look at Hollywood entities is you either look at like a Hollywood entity, which, you know, Hollywood will chase money. If, if money is available and it's shiny, they'll go there and try to make it happen. Um, and you'll look at like, you know, the Space Jam NFTs or the Matrix NFTs that come out of WB. And those are like big official studios trying to make something happen. And when they do that, there's just like, there's no community. There's no long-term like holder value. There's no support for a project. It's just like, it's a piece of merchandising. They release it. They're not sure why people are buying it, but they're really happy they're buying it, right? Like that's sort of like how they approach NFTs. On the flip side, I think you have a lot of people um, who are more in the Web3 community trying to create, um, you know, larger IPs that don't necessarily understand what that transition looks like. Like they don't know what it means to go pitch a studio. Um, And it's a little bit more of this dependent uh, sort of like financing model, which, you know, I will never begrudge anyone for financing their projects. It's hard as fuck to do. But what we have that's different is we can go pitch any studio just on our own word. Like it's a phone call. We can make it happen. And so what we're trying to do with this project is not find a production budget. We're not trying to go find the means to produce this. We could go produce it right now if we wanted to, but if we went and tried to set it up right now, it's an unproven piece of IP. We take it into the studio. We tell them, Hey, we have this idea. What happens is they put us into development, right? They'll buy the idea. They'll take all of it. So not just the TV show, but they'll take, you know, every piece of the IP and all the ancillary, businesses forever and then they'll give us a small fee and they'll put us in development where you know that means some executives get to give us notes for the next five years and then there's like maybe a 15 to 20 percent chance that the thing actually ever sees the light of day again and that's like our ordinary business that's how it goes which is just like it's a little sad to do that with projects that are super super special and our thought was okay if we can go to web3 if we can go launch in this space we can build something that has enough of a following enough value and it doesn't need to be a lot of people it's in the it's in the thousands it doesn't need to be like a huge 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 reach and then when you turn around you can go to these businesses and say check it out i have i have a fan base of four thousand people that are really really into this and you should pay attention to it and when that happens you can turn around and say okay now i want you to put up the money and you are going to get the rights to only this tv show i'm going to keep the rest of it i'm going to keep creative control we're going to give you know benefits back to the community we're going to do all of this and it's just a better way to work and that's something that's available to us because of our experience and because of how we work inside this industry um that's not available to most people in hollywood and i think um you know really there are very few people in hollywood that have lived inside of nfts 
I think as deeply as I've lived inside of NFTs um, and also work at this level inside the film business. And so, um, you know, I, I think it's a, uh, it's a rare combination and mm -hmm. it's a combination that takes a little bit of willing, like, you know, one of the things we're doing is we're dropping IP rights to all of our holders. And I like that. To do that, to do that with IP at this level, like I get a lot of people looking at me saying like, well, you're fucking insane. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I know that. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm aware it's never been done like this. Like to take oh, a deal yeah. like this and try to go make make a deal like this when the IP is in this sort of state. But we've really spent a lot of time working with our lawyers to build out a like a system that allows people to go work within this framework that we've built and also protects us enough that we can, you know, um, go and direct it ourselves and, and bring on partners that are, are comfortable joining. And so um, it's, you know, it's taken a lot of lift, but um, we're really excited about it. I like that. I think it's all really cool. You're telling me you didn't like the Game of Thrones NFTs? Come on, dude. I'm just <laughs> yeah. I will. I know. Uh, you know, <laughs> Sam, kill me. This is so insane. <laughs> that was quite the meme, though. Those were running because of that. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> you guys cracked me up. So, yeah. of course, like, you've got your drop coming up on 420. I mean, Talk about a date, right? Of course, like talk about a talk about a, a date. I mean, it is pinned at the top of the Twitter space. You're curious, and br everything Bryce has been saying is quite impressive. And obviously, we've talked to you guys before coming on the show, and I ran through the website again right now. And obviously, the team behind us is is is, is impressive. The whole metaversal backing is impressive, and everything. I love what you guys are doing. So, talk to me more about 420, right? Like, what's going on? What's going down? How do we take part of this? Like, tell me more about this. Absolutely. So. Yeah, so our mint is happening on 420. Um, the mint is happening happening in two phases. Uh, first phase is going to be at 7 a.m. Um, we're going to have a detailed thread later this week about the the rest of the phases. But basically, the way this is going to work is the first phase is going to be a guaranteed mint allotment. That's for people that are on our guaranteed allow list. Um, the second phase is going to be a first come first serve allotment for people on the phase two non guaranteed allow list. Um, if you are listening to the space today, we will have a password that will allow you to either get onto the allow list or if you are already on it to upgrade to a phase one allow list. Um, so that will happen uh, today. Do we have that pinned up? It's at allow list.omegaxrunner.xyz. Um, yeah, you know, if you go to our Twitter, there'll be a thread about it. The, the live password for today is rug. Um, keeping it simple here on the rug radio. Oh, it's just rug. Password <laughs> is rug. I was just waiting. Rug. The, I was waiting for the. I'm like rug. Great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. So wait, let you me know how to spell it. <laughs> um, and it's a uh, you know it's a 10k collection, and um, you know the, the the actual supply is slightly lower because we have things like that first edition allocation and um things like that that that, that have happened, but. Um, it is a 10K collection, um, and we're really excited to get out in the world. That's that's super cool. Love to see that. It is it is pinned at the top for the people on Twitter Spaces that are curious about it. We repinned it at the at the top top like at the four in the front of it, uh, so you can check it out. It is on Twitter Spaces. I can 
can try and also share it on the YouTube stream real quick so that everybody can uh, get involved because you know, we usually get a lot of people on YouTube. There you go. So uh, let me send it in here in the YouTube link. There you go from the official Rodrigo account. Boom. There you go. So you can all um, check it out. So the code is is rug. So you guys are, are heading out, handing out the allow list right now um, to, to people, you know, in different places, places. I absolutely love that. So I guess one last question for y'all is like, you know, once you get involved, you get your allow list. You meant your mega runner, like what's the perks of being part of y'all's community, right? Yeah, you know, to start out, it's um you know, we, we've got some some things that I would put on the, the list of simpler, right? We've got uh more comic books on the way. We have um a lot of community events, we have people that get their own IP. Um, and so we're encouraging people to create and kind of um you know, sometimes go off on their own and create things and sometimes give feedback on what we're creating and really just sort of like build this community conversation about what it is that we're making here and, you know, where we want it to go. Um, and then long term, say, like, look at the team, like the goal here is to not stay in Web3 forever. I mean, like, obviously, always service Web3 and like know where we started, but um, to create content that competes not just in the web3 ecosystem but in the global ecosystem so it's like can we go and create uh you know an animated television series that gets global release on a streamer or similar um and can we generate 10 million fans right and obviously not all of those people are going to come back to web3 like some of those people are just going to watch it on netflix and then they're going to go eat some cereal and go home like that's like that's what they're going to do and that's okay um but some of those people are going to become diehard fans and those people are going to find their way back into the other elements of the ecosystem. They're going to find their way back to web three. They're going to find their way back to runner. And, um, you know, and that will of course support the ecosystem. So long-term the way I would love to see this happen is I'd love to see the web three, uh, center as sort of a, uh, you know, the idea factory that spins things out into major media. And then the major media becomes effectively the marketing arm of the NFT project and throws people back into the project. So it becomes a supportive cycle that way. I like that. I like that. It's a very similar approach. Like we're trying to get media out there. Anybody can like listen to like Rug Radio Media anywhere. You don't need to actually have our NFT to like listen to this right now, right? We're on YouTube. Right. It's open. It's on Spotify. Right. It's everywhere. But like being part of the community just adds this extra layer. And like you're really part of the whole ideation process. You're part of the brand. You're part of the community. You're part of the whole build out. And you have the extra perks for just being in the middle of it, right? So it's, I love that. I think, I think this is super cool. I mean, Sam, let me throw, throw it to you for a second here. I mean, you know, on the metaversal side and whatnot, like, you know, what makes you excited being part of this? Because I know you genuinely, like, love this and, like, you talk very highly of it. And you, you, I know you've been working. So I've known Sam for a minute now. And I know you've been working on this for a very long time. Like, you know, what, like, on the metaversal front, like, why were you like, yo, like, this is the IP. This is a brand we really want to back and, like, put our whole brand behind, of, you know? Because it, it, it is a big, like, leap of faith that you guys are taking as well, like, getting involved in this. Yeah, it's a great question. Um, I've been bullish on Omega Runner since since day one. And the reason for it is because, you know, coming from this background of like community centric, like art making that I have, it's always been like at the forefront of what I do to be able to involve community in, in everything, in the things that we do. And that's why Web3 has been such an amazing space um, for me, because like it's the first time in my history where I've been like when I started doing this in 2020, like where I would be able to sit in the same room as like a hip hop artist, an artist, a lawyer, a tech person, you know, and then and, and so on and so forth. So like for me, um, 
the essence of community, the people, the strongest people in the room within these rooms are the actual rooms. And so what Omega Runner does is it, um, it, it is unique in the sense that, you know, with Hollywood IP, it's a lot of, you know, creating of a story and then pitching it to your audience and making your audience fall in love with it. But what Omega Runner does is it says, we have a skeleton. We have a thing that people can, you know, latch on to and learn more about. But then like all of the meat in between gets to be defined and developed by and within the community. And that's already started. So if you go into our Discord or if you go into our, onto our Twitter, there are people that are already becoming like, like already coming up with like uh, names and cities and, you know, like catchphrases and so on and so forth of these different nations. Yeah. And that is the essence of like what we're trying to do here is we're trying to give the community the ability to create the ability to be a part of this story making while also guiding it um, with main characters and and the actual frameworks of the cities and the nations that we have, um, of which there are many. And so that's essentially for why I'm really bullish on this project and why I think it's so important, why we're taking this leap of faith, because this is something where we're saying we are creating something that is of Hollywood quality, um, but we're also interested in involving our community in that. And and for that, I you know like will fight to the end for that. <laughs> I like that. I mean, anybody can go see for themselves. It's on the website Omega. Wait, hold on, let me get the right website. The one I was sharing. It was Omega Runner. Yes, yeah, so it's Omega X Runner dot xyz so that's where you get to learn more that's what i was sharing on the youtube stream earlier uh and even the, all the a lot of the stuff is through through their website and everything definitely go have a look right even if uh, even after listening to this it's always good to like you know kind of like look into the projects yourself and like look into who's behind that but it's pretty cool i mean do I have the co-producer of hunger games part of this i mean bryce herself i mean you're for a part of the creative development behind mad max and a bunch of other stuff which is pretty cool if you ask me so it's like you have the you have the you have the like experience already and now you're just giving a shot in this in this new realm and this new space um with metaversal and whatnot so i think it's really cool uh if you're interested in this definitely check it out uh it does happen on 420 uh you'll have to see it of course uh for the culture and we did share the links uh on twitter on pin tweet and on youtube if you want to get part of this uh, there was just a quick question regarding the allow list that came in. I may as well ask you. Someone asked, uh, does registering mean I get allow list already? And is it phase two or just registering give you a shot at the allow list? How does that work out? If it's your first time registering, you'll get a phase two allow list, which is the first come, first serve. Um, mm -hmm. There are other upgrade opportunities between now and Mint. Um, mm -hmm. And if you are already on the phase two allow list, it will upgrade you to a phase one. You know, our goal here was to encourage people to come back, learn about the project, um, engage with the community, jump into the discord um, and upgrading the people that have stuck around. So um, there are more upgraded opportunities in the works. Um, come jump in and you will get yourself to a phase one guaranteed spot. Yeah, which the discord is in the official Omega X runner Twitter. So as usual, security, yada, 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 be careful. Don't click any links. They're not going to DM you. They're going to try and sell you anything. They're not going to ask you to sign a transaction for now, right? There's nothing going on. You're not minting anything until 420. Uh, so if you check it out, it's the account with 47 k followers on Twitter. And, and there's a Discord link in its bio uh, directly. So that's where you want to check it out. And I know for a fact that there's quite a lot of stuff going on in that Discord of yours with all different worlds that you're building. A lot of people building their own characters out and names and whatnot, which is super cool. I mean, the whole thing is looks really nice. So 
Uh, excited to see uh, where you guys take this. And Simon Bryce uh, and Metaversal, Omega Runners team, thank you so much for being today's partner of the show and, and for everything. I mean, Metaversal, of course, always thank you for, for the support that you show us at uh, Rug Radio. We love the love and, and I definitely wish you all like the best uh, for this up and coming mint, guys. Thank well, thanks you so much for having thanks us. For having. Thanks, y'all. All right, Mando. Well, that was a pretty good one on the Monday. I know we went over 20 minutes again, but it's tough when we have all this guests and tech difficulties and whatnot and the mints and the interviews and the this and the that. It does get a little it, it does get a little crazy on our end. I mean, we even got a, the, the good old OSF rug uh, in the in, at the end of it. You love to share. Should I bring him back? He's in the studio. There he is. Look at it. <laughs> he can't get his lighting right. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you like try to fix your whole Elgato stuff while you were <laughs> better working now. No, it's great. No, I love it. I love to see it. Well, that was fun. That was a great show. Uh, super smooth once again. I'm like tripping over like the artist this week. Like, this is some cool shit. I can't wait. All right. So, like usual. We'll see y'all tomorrow morning, but just quickly before 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I've already posted it, but we do have the bi-weekly Rug Radio Town Hall. And today we're actually presenting to you all our community and our non-community, which I hope this will turn you into our community, our whole tech roadmap for the rest of the year. So Locks and G-Man uh, will be presenting this to, 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 uh, to everyone So for Q2. We are in Q2, of course, Q3 and Q4. Uh, everything that we're building uh, for the rest of the year. So it's uh, it's going to be super fun. So make sure you tune in. It's going to be recorded. It's going to be on YouTube. It's going to be uh, saved as usual. And we'll be back also at 8 p.m. I think I'm going to die today. Three spaces with a throat like that. Uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll see, we'll see how, uh, how it goes. So anyways, with that, with that, with that, we'll see you all tomorrow morning, 10 to the a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7 to the a.m. Pacific Standard Time for another episode of Gem Web 3 on Rogue Radio. <laughs> Obvious killing. <laughs> let's. We should all fade out. We should all fade out. Fade out. All right, let's go. See you all in the morning. Love y'all. And it's a beautiful day to have a beautiful day. GM, GM. On this beautiful day. A good morning to Web3. With Morocco, Seth, and Mando. Tune in live at 10 And it's all on the road radio. Have a beautiful day, GMGM, Rock Radio.